0: beautiful, Artie. Thank you. Enjoy. Ah, oh, fuck! Hey! You said Frigg?
1: I wait a minute. I'd like to propose a toast... to my family. Someday soon, you're gonna have families of your own. And if you're lucky, you remember the little moments
0: like this that were good. Cheers.
2: mikey <laughs> did michael anthony my favorite rock star ever
1: why why is he your
2: favorite um number one because i think his harmonizing vocals are what brought van Hal- made that van halen sound okay like you have eddie van halen the greatest guitarist ever, arguably the greatest rock and roll guitarist ever everybody's it's very subjective but he is a great legendary guitarist okay and the band bears his name, him and his brother Alex. And Alex Van Halen may be one of the most underrated drummers ever. And then David Lee Roth, arguably the greatest frontman. I won't say lead singer, but I'll say arguably the greatest frontman of any band ever. And uh, you have the overlooked guy on bass, who kind of looked like when I was a little kid. I would look at my Van Halen posters, mm-hmm. and because um, before the internet, you had to buy magazines to see what your heroes looked like. Okay and uh I, you would get like weird yeah it is it was a whole different world man and you sometimes would like go into a spencer's gifts or a novelty type store and just flip through the posters and be like oh my god this look at what they're wearing and this this is cool because you didn't when you weren't overwhelmed with information so um i remember looking at van halen and everybody looked like a rock star and then there was michael anthony who looked like He should be be playing right field on a softball team He just looked like a normal dude Yeah, (laughs) He was like kind of chubby Short, had like a beard And uh, And then he was like, you could tell He was like the party guy in the band Because he played a giant Jack Daniels bass guitar And I remember being like 12 years old Going, that dude knows, that guy's cool
0: (laughs) So I thought he was
2: cool Uh, And then his vocals are amazing And he plays a great bass Him and Alex hold that band together
1: I feel like I don't, and I, I'm not gonna say it's my generation because there's definitely people my age who know, but I was just never, I'm not, not into music, but when people start saying, oh, this drummer for ACDC, and I'm like, I have no idea what you're Yeah, talking it's a different about. thing. Yeah, I'm the worst at band names and song names. Like, I, I'll probably maybe know what the band is, but I'll be like, oh, I like this song. And then I have no idea who the singer is or
2: Yeah, music for me I love it, but it's still a giant mystery to me. And that's one of the reasons why I do love it cuz I don't understand how you make it or where yeah. it really comes from. And it's always been di- like memorizing movies? Yeah. Is the easiest thing in the world for me. Like yeah, I, I can watch a movie them. once. Yes. But like song lyrics, I always get those wrong.
1: Oh yeah, I don't I don't even try.
2: And then a lot of the music that's been made in the last, like, five to ten years. I might really love a song. I have no idea who does it.
1: Do you ever get upset at yourself? Like, I'll be in the... uh, Paula makes fun of me because... Every time this – I don't even know what song it is, but there's this one Lady Gaga song that I apparently really like. Uh-huh. And I get I, – I never know it's Lady Gaga until, like, the last bits. I'm rocking out in the car and then it's Lady Gaga. I'm like, shit.
2: Goddamn. That's the funny – one of the, the funny <laughs> – you're like, this is awesome. And they're like, that was Miley Cyrus. And you're like, oh, I hate myself. Oh, dude, let's handle some business. Right, I want to thank my first – uh Unofficial, Unoffic- unofficial sponsor, the Don Carlos Taco Shop. Don Carlos Taco Shop in La Jolla, California. They're official. They are official. I love Ryan down there. His website is eataburrito.com. And there was just something about we're in the new studios. This place is awesome. First ever. First ever. Thank you. It's an honor to be the first podcast dropping off at the new spot. And, dude, it just felt like spring and summer. And uh, when I think of spring and summer and good times, I do think of San Diego Because, to me, that's the California I always dreamed of. Yeah, yeah, it is. Um, It's like Fast Times at Richmond High for real. It's just the coolest, most fun place ever. And if you're ever this summer, if you're ever in Southern California and you find your way to San Diego, please see my buddy Ryan at the uh, Don Don Carlos Taco Shop because he's the coolest. Look, his food is off the charts fantastic, amazing. But you go for the food and you stay for Ryan, you know, because he's just such a sweet dude. And And mention that you like the
1: podcast. Like... He's a he's a big guy, so you like you might be scary. But no, he's like the nicest and it, as soon as you met he's like nice regardless, but he's just like nice to everyone. But the first time I went there, I was like, Hey, I heard about you and Ari Shafir's and he like he lit up and we talked for like twenty minutes.
2: Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, he so, loves comedy, man. So he like, loves comedy. Just uh.
1: mention anybody, any comedian you like. Mention
2: this podcast, bro. Let's well, yeah. let's get let's get him some love where he go, dude. Steve Simone and Lee said we could come here for good times and good burritos. Good times and better burritos at Carr. Yeah. Make sure
1: you get the salsa verde. That's, you have to add that to I like anywhere. the
2: Roja. The hot. Uh, the red. Uh, And then what else? Oh, I want to pump some dates real fast. Uh, this Wednesday, May 14th, I'm going to be uh, opening up for the party starter, Darren Carter. Like the <laughs> nicest guy ever. I've been trying to do a podcast with him for three weeks now, and we keep on messing it up. But we're at the Irvine Improv together on the 14th. I love it. And then the 21st of may so a week from now i'm gonna be headlining brea on a school night bring all your buddies because if i get enough people there <laughs> yeah, it is it makes it way more fun like we'll come out on a wednesday it's great uh the more of you guys that are there the funner it'll be for me i'll and come down will you really yeah
1: because i don't have, i have a i have a tuesday you've been doing a lot of tuesday night shows yeah and i have a tuesday night podcast okay i have i have no wednesday nights so i'll definitely absolutely come dude down.
2: it'll be great it'll be a super fun show i'm gonna have uh Mike Vinn, open up for me from the La Jolla Comedy Store. Oh, nice. Super cool dude. Chicago's own Mike Vinn. I got to get him on the podcast. I love everybody from Chicago. Have you ever been there?
1: No, I would love to. It's
2: the best. All right, let's get into that. All right. Oh, so that's... And then uh, Friday, June 13th, Melrose Improv. We're going to do something cool. I haven't figured that out yet. But... uh, And then the first week of June, I'm at Helium back in Philly. Mama, I'm coming home. I'm back in Philly with my boy Steve Renazizi from the hit show The League. So excited. A lot of cool stuff coming up and uh, dude this week my guest on Good Times is my buddy Justin Martindale who's one of the funny, dude this guy just makes me laugh. He's just a uh, naturally funny dude which believe it or not is kind of a rare thing in comedy and um, this conversation I recorded last week with Sean Halpin. I have to get that out there because Halpin's got amazing stories. Um And he's one of my best friends. But this thing with Justin, it was just cool because it was more than stories and it was more than laughs. Because um, I just felt this, like, really nostalgic feeling talking to him about when you were in high school and how everybody just – right before you graduated high school, there was this feeling that we're all connected. And that's something that – It was just like a a magical moment in my life, and it's something that I'm trying to live now, that we might all have differences. Um, We might have different beliefs. We might be from different cultures. We might be different genders and races and creeds and sexual orientations, but we all have so much in common. And I think there's something really weird going through the world today where everybody's trying to separate each other. Um, They're trying to get poor people mad at rich people they're trying to get and when i say they i don't know i'm just talking about the man (laughs) i don't know who they are but i feel it like i feel like young people are supposed to not like old people old people aren't supposed to like young people poor people are supposed to think rich people are evil rich people are supposed to think poor people are lazy Uh, um racism dude i grew up in the 80s my hero like bill cosby was the number one guy in the world i didn't think about race dr j i grew up in philly it was dr j and the charles barkley Dude, Junkyard Dog was one of my favorite wrestlers ever. Racism was not a thing. And now I'm starting, I'm like, is it the 1960s again? Like, I'm starting to feel people start to get at each other's throats, and that's not what we were made for. We're, we're all here to just fucking love each other and hang out and be buddies. So uh, let's get into it with, just, with my buddy, Justin Martindale, the pride of Texas. Once we had
0: an easy ride and always felt the same. Time was
2: on our side. We had everything to gain. I'm starting to talk right now. It's Friday. This is my first podcast ever at the Comedy Store. Yeah. Dude, fucking talking to your mic, bro. (laughs) (laughs) What is this microphone you speak of? (laughs) How are you, buddy? Thanks for doing this.
3: I'm fantastic now. It was a long day. I just got out of work like a peasant. (laughs) And came here with my... uh, cucumber mint lemonade which is very refreshing that sounds tremendous. i love la right now the spring it's my favorite time of the year it is yeah as much as as much dirt and gross and negativity and stuff like just walking outside this time of the year with everything like in bloom and like the sun is setting and yeah it's, it's interesting kind of a fun magical time of the it day is spring
2: is spring no matter like when i I grew up on the East Coast, Mm -hmm. and spring was fucking powerful. Yeah, (laughs) It was the greatest. It was like a reminder that God is real and there's still hope in the world, because winter was gray and cold and icy and terrible. Then I moved to LA, and for years, I I couldn't see a difference between the seasons.
3: There is no difference, but you just get a lot more like. No, there are
2: little subtle differences though, and you just hit the nail on the head with that with spring. Like, you start to see stuff blooming, and people seem happier.
3: Yeah, or like, you know, allergies or you know <laughs> oh god there is a lot of allergies i'm like waking up with like king boogers in my nose which is <laughs> just i'm like how is that in there oh uh, and you just go to the shower and just <laughs> rocket it out <laughs> so gross there goes my sex appeal right in the <laughs> first two minutes of the podcast but we talked about
2: la now you didn't grow up in la right because nope. this whole podcast is just about the good times bro and you grew up in Texas, I right? I grew up in Texas, yes. Dude, so many of my friends are from Texas. Yeah. Whereabouts in Texas?
3: Right in the center, San Antonio. Really? Yeah. Isn't that where the Alamo is? It's where the Alamo is. No way. Being a kid was fun in Texas. I had a good time. I had a good, fun childhood. I was one of those outdoor kids, believe yeah. it or not. I would, Yeah. Ro- I rode my bike everywhere. We'd go to bike trails. The best. Go to like... uh uh like the like the you know the bike hills those things yeah almost like bmx kind of yeah but it was like we were like real hardcore but we were like we don't need to wear helmets and then we'd like eat shit and like (laughs) (laughs) i'm gonna wear a helmet yeah cut up our knees and like we there was a lot of land just everywhere so there was all these like there was suburb it was suburbia Mm -hmm. but then if you went like in the backyards you'd have a backyard but then there'd be like a fence to the backyard and uh, beyond the backyard was like woods. Whoa. Like, you'd get all Why these would like you put woods. a why would
2: people put a fence there when you could have direct it, access to awesome goonies adventures? Oh
3: yeah, but I mean it was just like a property line. Right. So it was just like okay this is the backyard you can't, you know, and everybody had like woods on the other side. I'm sure now it's all gone and they've it's developed, all developed it. Yeah. But back then it was just so fun. We would like crawl into the hole and we'd have adventure time and I smoked pot for the first time in the woods. How old were you? How I was t- like eleven or twelve. Oh my god! <laughs> Breaking the law! My Breaking friend, the law! Seriously, my friend. I remember he like was like a dealer. He was like a sixth grade dealer, and he. I remember like walking into his room, and he had like just bags of weed, and he was like selling it. I was like, "This is oh my god. crazy." But I remember doing it for the first time and taking my bike and going down back to my house cuz all the neighborhood kids lived around each other you know and i just remember like crashing just i like, was so, <laughs> high. You're so high and i went home and my mom was like what's wrong and i'm like i'm just really tired she's like you're like cut up and bruised so i was like i just <laughs> i just want some cinnamon toast crunch and go to bed she's like it's 8:30 i'm like oh stop talking but i remember it was such a fun
2: dude that like 6th 7th grade's a weird age though because you are doing little kid stuff where you're mm-hmm. like, let's ride bikes and eat cinnamon and toast crunch. Mm-hmm. But then you're also
3: like, hey, my best friend's a drug dealer. You
2: know what right, I mean? It's a right. very
3: bizarre age. Right. I'm getting body hair and I'm watching Tiny Toon Adventures, you know? Yeah. That's God, that's think. so frightening to me that there's 11-year-olds. Man-child. That, that sell drugs. <laughs> I'm sure it's like younger now. Now. But I mean, I don't even know what happened to him. Uh I don't keep in touch with him.
2: Do you remember how you guys became friends? Was he like one of your elementary school friends? Then he was like, yeah. fuck this, I'm gonna get paid, son.
3: Yeah. Like it was that rebellious time. Like it was like it was like uh I mean, what were the bands that came out then? It was uh Red Hot Chili Peppers and Nirvana and Pearl Jam and so this is like early 90s Soundgarden, yeah early 90s and it was just like yeah and so Dude, there that was, was like,
2: like a good time for music it oh was, yeah it was like a second coming of rock and roll
3: yeah i remember like all the kids wearing flannel i remember kurt cobain dying I yeah remember, i remember <laughs> this girl named kara <laughs> she That's carved such a great like 80s K- name kara yeah yeah, yeah. Kara, what was her last name i can't remember yeah, whatever but she she was like in elementary school, she was like the little like Jerbo girl, like she would wear like the scrunchie and the designer like like <laughs> Jerbo jeans and the and then the like polo shirt. And then middle school, she like went all like flannel and black goth lipstick and when Kurt Cobain died, she carved Kurt in her arm. Oh my like, god. Like carved it like with something sharp.
2: <laughs> Dude, it's so sad to me now as an adult. Mhm that I can go back and think of kids I grew up with or see kids that are in those awkward years now. Mm -hmm. And I think as adults, we don't realize the effect we have on children, whether you're uh, a teacher, whether you're a parent. Like, these little kids need attention. Oh, yeah. And that kid obviously was missing something. Something. Yeah. well, and now we don't
3: give we don't give kids attention anymore. No, we we
2: give them stuff.
3: We give them iPads, and yeah, instead iPhones of it's fucked. It drives me crazy seeing these families out and they're all on like some electronic device, like the kids, the mom, the dad. They're all just on their phones or something. I'm just like interact with each other. Damn it. Yeah, because that I'm was one of my that. favorite things to do as a kid was when like my brothers and my sister and my mom and my dad we'd all go out to dinner and we. Honestly, we had to go to the back of the restaurant right. because we knew that we were going to just laugh our asses that's a, off. That's the same thing
2: with my family. Like, you had a fun family.
3: I would crack everybody up at the table. My yep. brothers, my sister, we'd all get in. Where on are it. you in the birth order? I'm the oldest. Okay, yeah. And so we were. Dude, just, you must have been the
2: best older brother.
3: I think so. I mean, I would hope so. Mm.
2: Look, all older brothers were dicks to my, some extent. Yeah,
3: my sister and I started off really good, and then like we just. She just became a bitch, like just. We just butted heads and just fought, and like I wanted to be the older brother, and she was just like, man. And What's now, the age and difference? She's older now. Well, we're five years apart, so okay. she's she now is like pregnant with her third kid, and like, ah, um, you're an uncle. I am an uncle. Yes. Best job ever. Two nieces, and she's having a boy this time, so I'm very excited about it. That's awesome. I know it's uh, but like now as like an adult, I'm like, oh, you're she's just. That's just how she's just like this bullheaded, like, I mean, she raised two girls pretty much by herself. Like, she was married and he ran away. And then Mm. she met this other guy who's like in love with the girls and, you know, they are having a baby together and, so she's like got her like shit down and then I look at myself and I'm like, what's wrong with me? Dude, I'm so what? amazed
2: by real grown ups mm-hmm. like real grown up." Like there was one lady reached out to me who's a ER nurse mm-hmm. that listens to this podcast.
3: Oh, yeah. Hi, ER nurse. <laughs> yeah, she's awesome.
2: <laughs> and I was like, you became a real adult. Yeah. Like there are people out there that somehow develop tangible, marketable, real skills. Yeah. I don't really feel like I've <laughs> learned to do I anything know. yet. I know. Like I get, I walk out on stage and I'm the same person I was. That was the idiot kid making my family laugh mm-hmm. in a restaurant. Mm-hmm. That's that's it. Mm-hmm. But your sister did it.
3: My brothers, my brother, my brothers are eight and nine years apart from me, and my. Uh, so they were like baby little kids when you were oh, a teenager. Yeah. yeah, I love them, and now one of them uh, is getting his wings from the Air Force next week. Oh my gosh! Yeah,
2: thank you for your service, Justin's brother. Yeah,
3: that's Aaron. And then Paul is, uh, like, was in Afghanistan, like, drove a tank. Oh, my God. And the meanwhile, two military I'm like, brothers? I have two military brothers, yeah. That's a,
2: dude, honestly <clears throat> the best people. Oh, like, yeah. The best thing that ever happened to me in 2006, I was at, like, the peak of my comedy store darkness years. And um, it was just everything had gotten to me. Everything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Everything about the city, everything about the life choices I made. I'm like, nobody told me to go after a dream, and I'm, just, you, you know, and I'm like, I had nobody to blame but myself, mm-hmm. and it was, then I got the opportunity to, to go to Afghanistan, mm-hmm. and do a bunch of bases along the way, and I went, oh, these people, there are good people left in the world, and it wasn't, for, like, I'm not a political guy, and I know some people are like, oh, how could you, I was supporting the soldier, not yeah. war, and these guys, their commitment to each other is what I found so um, inspiring. Was all about they were fighting for the guy next to them. Yeah, they're just better people.
3: It's crazy. I was on the phone with my brother not too long ago, actually, because he he you know we couldn't talk at all because he was like you know in this discreet location and all that stuff. Yeah, and um, he had called me and my phone rang and I was like, oh, it's it's Paul and I pick it up and I'm like, hey, and he's like, oh shit, I gotta call you back. This girl's car just like rolled over on the highway and like hug up and I was like, um. Well, there was that. My and brother's like I a got, hero. Like he's this, a legitimate. I hero. got in the shower, got out. I Was like, oh god, I hope the car doesn't explode. You know, whatever. Yeah. And he's like, oh yeah, sorry, I just had to like run up. And just run had to, to go this, save somebody's yeah, life. Pull this girl. He saw. He was like, there was a baby seat in the back. There was no baby in it. Thank God. But then the cop came over and was like, get out of here. You know, we got it now. And he's like, no, I'm fine. I'm trained to do this. I'm helping her. Like he was checking her vitals and all that yeah. kind of stuff. And I was like, God. Like, I was like, was she hot? He's like, nah. I'm like, oh man. He was just doing it because it's the right he just thing. Just did it for the right thing, and at the same. Isn't time, that I
2: awesome like, yeah, though that there I'm, are people out there that still <laughs> choose to do the right I know, thing?
3: But I was like, that would have scared the shit out of me. But it was funny because I was just picturing the girl like, like tossed over in the car and just like, uh, and like out of it, and like opening her eyes and just seeing the soldier in slow motion come up to her. I was like, I wonder if like. Like Enrique Iglesias' hero, <laughs> like went out. He's like, "I can be a hero, baby," and she's like, "Oh," and he you just pulls her life. out of the car. Yeah, she's like, just
2: once. You're the one. I want to hear somebody go. You saved my life. Saved my life.
3: <laughs> be like an avatar, it's like I see you. <laughs> uh, but Dude, yeah, I have hero a, brothers.
2: I have a buddy that's an army ranger, badass. Yeah, yeah, but he was in an accident. This guy hits him. My buddy was running. This guy was on a bike coming downhill, doesn't see my buddy. The guy's doing like 40 miles per hour on a bike, fucking blast into my buddy. My buddy's fucking like gets a car him. hit like a... no, he's on a bicycle. Oh, but he's doing 40. He's coming downhill. He's doing like 40 miles an hour. That's so Meg Ryan and City of Angels. <laughs> Bro, I don't even know what that means. Okay, I'll get, we'll talk about <laughs> it. <We're gonna> have <laughs> totally different references. <laughs> I still can't believe you didn't know. Kiss did a song called Beth. We have oh, to get into that. We'll get into it. <laughs> um, but anyway, so my buddy has a concussion, but he comes to because he's been blown up and shit before. He's yeah. like One of those guys. So blood's coming out of his fucking head. He's like, motherfucker. <laughs> but the guy that hit him was even worse off. Whoa. really? Yeah. Totally. So then they're like, is there anybody that knows first aid?" Ever? And then my buddy's like half conscious and he raises his hand, but he can't move. Ugh. So he has to give instructions to the bystanders on how to save the other guy's life.
3: That's crazy.
2: Yeah. And they're like, how do you know this? He was like, I'm a veteran. And then everybody was like, started to clap. <laughs> yeah, he's still on the ground. Still like no on the ground, fucking blood. And then he was like, no, let's, this, this asshole that hit me, I'll tell you how to save his life. Better people, bro. Ugh. They only hope for this country.
3: I just heard like an eagle, like crying, <laughs> like in the <laughs> back of my head. I, eh! I was like, "Yes!" Uh, it's good to know that there are good people out in the world. So that's we why sh- I want to get on the road more because I want to see those people yep. and I want to like experience the love from those people.
2: You know what? This is what I say about LA. The best thing about LA is leaving it, mm-hmm. and then the best thing about LA is coming back. To Absolutely. It. Oh yeah. It, it's like, it's like everything, man. You don't appreciate what you have, but there. We have such a cool job where we get to travel America, the world even, Mm -hmm. and get to meet people, make them laugh, make them happy, whatever, and then come back to where there's never winter. It's not a bad gig. Yeah.
3: But you'll love the road. I know. I can't wait. It's going to be fun. I've done some of it, but... What do you have coming? You're going to be in Tempe with Fortune, right? Yes. uh, May 16th through the 18th. And then I think we're doing... Maybe going to Minnesota at the end of May. Oh, that's awesome! Which I've never been. And then maybe I think the Midwest in June. So I'm just trying to get in there.
2: And dude, give yourself a plug: uh, your Twitter, your Facebook website, any of that stuff right now. Oh, uh,
3: you can find me on Twitter at Just Martindale. J U S T M A R T I N D A L E, and then my Facebook's Justin Martindale. My name is Justin Martindale, and what else? uh instagram god there's so (laughs) much crap so much shit so much crap i'm i just need a nap now um (laughs) uh at justin martindale all one word i have some really funny pictures on there really good early bird filters (laughs) maybe um a good you know nashville in there god that's the i'm not even on instagram you're not even on instagram no refused
2: I'm. you know what i'm gonna sit this one out really yeah enough because it's 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 getting back to what you were saying about when you see families out they're interacting with technology and they're not interacting with each other Mm -hmm. and i'm just trying to go try to live more old school trying to be a little more simple Mm -hmm. and not always be on my goddamn phone Mm -hmm. sucks (laughs) 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 but there are benefits to it yeah like the cool thing is like when people listen to this and then they throw a tweet out at me yeah. Or that you get an email from somebody that found and you're like, oh, okay, that's fucking
0: cool. Yeah, of course. It's totally
3: cool. I know. I um I use it when like I got shows and stuff like Twitter and all that kind of stuff. And now, my, my web series not looking was just had a write up in the LA Times today. Oh dude, congratulations. So very excited about that. Yeah, What's thanks. that about? Uh me and my buddies uh did a spoof on the show Looking that was the HBO show. It's um it was like it's like, you know, four gay guys in San Francisco who just are just having a hard time. It's just so hard in your 30s. And I remember actually leaving here from the comedy store, leaving with my friend Jason. And I was we were walking down and we looking at we were looking at the billboard and I was like, this is just such bullshit. I was like, right. let's just do like a like an L.A. spoof on it, like how L.A. guys would do it. And so we uh-huh. did like this, you know, they're just delusional horrible people <laughs> who are just like 25 is just really hard and, and everyone's like who's who's 25 you know and <laughs> like, so we just did this, everybody's like, lying about their yeah, age everyone's lying we're just like you know one of the guys is like i'm done with dudes i'm going to girls like it's just and i mean it was just horrible and funny or die like we did it we just did a, a trailer mock trailer for it uh-huh and it went from like I remember that was Super Bowl Sunday. Okay. And then the, uh, I went to bed, like the next day it was like, it, I went to bed, it was like 800 hits. And then now it's like, I want to say combined, it's over like 100 something thousand. Holy hits. moly, that's
2: awesome, dude. It
3: was on every blog, they were like, this was the show we were looking for, for HBO. Like that was the kind of like heat we got. And every week oh we, my we God. did. So we raised a budget, um, and we wrote a script, me and my buddy wrote the wrote five episodes. That's awesome. We got like celebrity cameos, like Lance Bass from Insyncs in it, hysterical. And, like, Jay Rodriguez from Queer Eye for the Straight Guy, and and raised the Indiegogo Indiegogo fun and then taped it, and then every week, we dude, wrote, we that's wrote, amazing. We released an episode, and every week, Huffington Post like put it right on the front page. So it was crazy. We're doing season two now. So go to Wait that. A you are a real grown up, dude. No, you, I'm not. I just you wrote. wrote? Uh, yeah. You produced a show. You wrote
2: a show. You acted in a show. You marketed a show.
3: Yeah. I was the, I was the, I was more the social media expert of it because I'm good with that. Money and sponsors and all that yeah, stuff. Yeah. All that grown I up stuff. I can't do that. Yeah. But I call I can, it grown up stuff. I can stuff. be like, hey, here's my cute face. Help me out. <laughs> 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 you know, Dude, that's so. amazing. It was fun. So we're just trying to raise money for season two. We got a bigger budget and we're going to,
2: Do you think they'll turn it into like a network show? Somebody, everybody Um, needs content. Why not? I
3: really do. I think we're. It would be great if we could. I know that the writers and the actors from the actual show from HBO have all seen it. Oh, that's hysterical! They really really love it. We just we're just horrible to each other, which I just think is so funny (laughs) because it's like how we actually talk to each other, like um, not as just friends, but like as the characters. I mean, just the the shit we say is just awful. Just that's but that's but what but it's it done is. in love, I hope. It's all done in okay. love. Yeah, it is. It's but I mean it's the sex in the city that you know that the, the LGBT community has wanted for I guess I guess forever. So
2: Dude, so it sounds like you're sitting on a monster hit. I hope to God so
3: I'm so it's time for you to get paid, so uh, I need to stop having twelve forty five spots here. Dude, you know this <laughs> is the first <laughs>
2: podcast I've ever done in the comedy store. I know. And it's kind of I've seen three
3: ghosts in this room. Have you really? Yes. Right okay, there. we are in the main room yes. of the Comedy Store, which yeah. used
2: to be Zero's Nightclub. We're staring at this legendary stage uh-huh. where- uh, I want to see that stool move. Martin and Louis- Show yourself. Spirit. Don't do- No, 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 no. Do not do that, bro. No way. No way.
3: <laughs> what if it all of a sudden happened? I would No, delete. dude.
2: Okay, I'm going to tell you a ghost I don't know if I should tell. Ghost did you do story. that when
3: you were a kid? Oh, never. Uh, never did ghost stories? No. I'm I a, loved, I don't, I'm not into that stuff, though. I loved getting the shit. I would build a fort, and we'd all just, like, with the flashlight. Nope. I loved building forts. We I loved going on stories. adventures. I loved ghost stories.
2: I hate ghost stories. You know why? Why? Because part of me thinks it's real. It is real. Yeah, but then that's why I don't want to encourage it. Oh.
3: I'm like, you do your thing. I'll do my thing. Don't start do a, no
2: shit. Won't be no
3: shit. I got to do a fight with with Joe Rogan doing his, it wasn't a fight, but like. Yeah, that'd his, be one of the last dudes you'd want to fight. Not, about. yeah, I'm like, well, yeah, like a real I'd fight. win, I would win. <laughs> and, um, but we got into that, that discussion of like aliens and ghosts. Mm-hmm. And all, so he's like, dude, man, you're fucking stupid. I was like, you don't know me, Joe Rogan. <laughs> what did he say was stupid? He doesn't believe in any of that? I thought no, Rogan was in all that stuff. That's what I thought too. And I was like, wait. I, and, um, because I remember my first ghost experience I was a kid. I was like. God, how old was I? I was living in I was living in South South Texas before I moved to San Antonio.
0: What's South South Laredo,
3: Texas? Laredo, like border town. Ugh. Gross. And That's like some kill bill shit. It, no, it's like Mexican border. Like I remember they put me in special ed because I was white. <laughs> wow. And then and then um that was like kindergarten to third grade and then they had the Pledge of Allegiance in Spanish and then they had it in English. Wow. And then I was like the breakthrough because I learned how to say it in Spanish. And I was like, I'm doing this. <laughs> I'm going to sing the national anthem in Spanish. <laughs> and I did. And it was awesome. Oh, that is awesome. Mm-hmm. It was like in first or second grade. But I remember like going to sleep. I had lost a tooth and it was like the tooth fairy was like, Yeah. So I put my tooth under the pillow. And I remember in the middle of the night, like the, my door opened and the light from the hallway was on and it was like kind of blinding and i was weird it was very strange and i remember just seeing this figure walking over to my bed
2: was your mom right? no
3: it wasn't (gasps) my mom my mom this this it was a woman because the woman was wearing like pink it was like this pink dress and she had like blonde hair and she was white but i was you know when you squint so hard that it's like really really blurry So you can't really make out a face. Yeah. Like I was scared because I was like, if the tooth fairy catches me seeing her. You might not get your stuff. I will get my. Yeah, it's like Santa Claus. My my swag. Yeah, exactly. It's all about getting paid, son. That's right. And so I remember looking and just being like, you know. uh.
2: Pretending to be asleep. And it
3: wasn't my mom. And it wasn't. and, And I just remember. And then it got scary because it got really, really close. And I just like remember being tense. And then I didn't feel anything. Like there wasn't like a. Like I'm putting something under your pillow. Or, and then I like wow. looked and then I finally like opened my eyes and it was gone. Uh, it was really weird. So that's when I was like, there's something weird here. Cause I've got that in my blood. My Nana says that cause my great grandmother was a hundred percent Cherokee Indian. No way. So she was saying that like my, there's like this spiritual weird, like you're tapped into it, tapped into it. Yeah. I can, I sometimes like pick up the phone when somebody's calling me and, and I do that stuff too. And like, I can like. I can, I know when stuff's going on, or like me too. Big. You do, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. When That's I was good. a little
2: kid, I know this sounds crazy, but I remember until I consciously made it stop. I used to dream the news a day or two early. That's weird. Yeah, so I knew everything. That's awesome. And I remember doing that with my. And you don't brother. do it anymore. No, damn, because I was like, go to sleep right now. I know. And think of the lottery. That'd no, be great. And then once me, and my little brother, we both had chicken pox together. My mom, because my mom planned it first. My big brother got it. Uh huh. And then she made us hang out with my big brother. And I'm like, isn't he sick? She was like, no, go keep your brother company. And I was like, awesome. Oh, and then we got crazy. chicken pox uh, because that's that was old school. Get, like, it get, get it out of the way. And then um, my younger brother and I, I kind of remember when he was really little before he could talk, I kind of remember communicating telepathically with him. I know that sounds crazy. Oh no, yeah. But siblings do that. Uh-huh. But so now I'm like 12. My little brother's like 11. And we had seen Ghostbusters. Mm-hmm. And you remember in the beginning of Ghostbusters, Bill Murray was running those paranormal experiments and he was trying yeah. to get, have people guess the cards? Yeah. So my brother had a deck of cards. And he was like...
3: Oh, and oh. it was the hot girl? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was Dude, that,
2: <laughs> they don't write movies that well anymore. Where that, that let movie. you know everything about Bill Murray's character in a hilarious
3: 90 seconds. God, I used to watch the best kids' movies. God. Dude, the Ghostbusters bad. is flawless. Ghostbusters, Ghostbusters 2. Like...
2: They're talking about a third one. I know. But you but can't have Without Harold Ramis, eh, he was my hero. I love Bill Murray. I love Raymond. Dude, that era of comedy to me is flawless. Yeah. So anyway, back to yeah. like the psychic shit. Long story short, we tried it for a while, and then we got to a point where my younger brother and I went through 52 cards, and I guessed every single one. No. Hand of God. And then what was crazy is that at first it was difficult, and then I started to say it before he flipped it over. And he was like, yeah, like before he knew it. And then he just started to throw the cards in the air as I was, I was like, four diamonds, ace of spades, ten of clubs. And he's like,
3: yes, yes. That's and crazy.
2: Then, yeah, it was, that really happened. So that's because real. the
3: kid's brain isn't developed very well.
2: Jeff Keith just walked in very funny comic. I got to get you on the podcast, bro. Yeah. All
3: right, buddy. <laughs> Good. Just pay your dues. Dude, they're my favorite <laughs> moments in
2: podcast too, like when something very real happens, mm-hmm. like somebody just walks up. It's the best. I love those moments. I love the comedy store. So you're part
3: Cherokee, part Cherokee Indian, Italian, German, French, English.
2: I'm you're 100 percent American. Big,
3: big mutt, yeah.
2: Bill Murray speech at the end of Stripes. Mm-hmm. Nobody's nobody cried at the end of Old Yeller. Mm-mm. I just tell everybody, just investigate Bill Murray's masterworks. So go on. So you kind of <laughs> tapped into like that psychic vibe thing. You had a ghost experience when I you were do. eight, and you thought it was. The,
3: I saw a ghost here, and I remember. Um, Oof. Like it was. It's an energy thing for me. Like I remember when I got past here. By, you're Mitzi's
2: last discovery. I admit. Yeah, that's yeah. an unbelievable honor, and you totally deserve it. Because you're well, one of thanks. the funniest dudes. Oh, that means ever. a lot.
3: Oh God, hold it together. Um, yeah, I remember. Like that was what 2009. I remember like being here at like like 2:30, 3 o'clock. We're all in the back green room. You know, smoking grass. No, we're just talking about what the day brought us. The fruits of our, we were smoking weed. And and I remember walking out here and I heard this girl go, Justin, but it was a whisper. And I was like, what? And nobody knew me here yet. Because everyone was like, "Who the fuck is this guy? He yeah. just
2: came out of nowhere?" And then you were introduced like a brand new sitcom character. I really <laughs> yeah, was. It was just like, I just, and now yeah. here's Justin. Yeah, I was
3: like, "Hey guys, it's <laughs> me." They're like, who? like, I was the total like I was the transfer student in like West Beverly." <laughs> like it totally was like, <laughs> it was the new kid from the from the wrong side of the tracks who changed zip codes to get to this school.
2: <laughs> I heard his. I heard his parents live in an apartment. He doesn't really. Do
3: you got something to say that say to my face? Who's <laughs> <laughs> the new guy? So
0: but, funny. But 80s then the,
3: movies. the third, the the second time, it was like I left here, um, and then all of a sudden, like, felt this big weight on my chest. Like it was really like a like some someone was like pressing on me. No. And I started walking, and then like my my conscience just kicked in. It was like, you know what? Let's let's start running. Let's, yeah. Let's let's yeah. Let's go. And so I just fucking started taking off down this hallway. I think like Kurt Fox passed me and he's just like, where are you going? And I was like, don't have time. Demons, you demons, you know. And then the last time I remember walking, um, I guess I smoke a lot of pot in, the, in wow. the green room in the back. But I remember walking out here and seeing, there he is right there. Oh uh, my God, can you imagine? And um, seeing right there in that booth, right there. Mitty's booth? Where that table this booth? This is Mitzi's booth, isn't it?
2: No, that's Mitzi's booth, the smaller one. Where? Oh. Right there in the corner.
3: Right here. Yeah, that one. Oh. Oh, right on. I didn't know that. I thought we thought it was this one. No. Um. No, it was over there, like against that wall. Okay. And I'm walking out, and I just see this like figure just sitting in the booth, and it was like a a shadow, and he had a um a gray bowler hat on, Oh. like one of those like nineteen like mafia guys. And I remember, conscious again was like, nope. I got this crazy chill. Like I was just like, Ugh. went to immediately. The first thing I do is like, where's Jeff Scott? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So I go up to Jeff Scott. I'm like, Jeff, I think I just saw a ghost. And he's like, oh yeah, tell me about it. Who'd you see? <laughs> and I was yeah, like, he's all into. Oh, yeah. he's like, oh, I love ghost stories. Who was it? Um, and I'm like, well, I think that's a good <laughs> Jeff Scott that's impression. Tr- I must say, <laughs> I'm very proud of myself. Um, and I'm like, what was this gray shadow? And he had a bowler hat. He goes. Oh, that was Gus. And I'm like, oh he has oh, a name. Sure, Gus. He was one of the um secur- like security yeah, guys. Tough guys. Well, and then I heard I was talking to somebody the other day and I can't remember who it was. Damn it, damn it, damn it. And they were saying that Brent er- uh Brett Ernst said Brett Ernst. I get Brent and Brett and Ernst and Morin. Like it's the bleh. Oh that's a Brett Ernst. Um was saying that he went to the bathroom here in this hallway and um, like that one right up there. Yeah. And then he went in and there was there was somebody on the shitter taking a crap and then it, they left the door like the door was wide open. Uh huh. And so Brett like went over, washed his hands and he was like, you know, what, I'm going to tell this guy's like, you know what? Hey, don't be a savage. You know, shut the, yeah. yeah. He's like, shut the door. Went over there. and No one was there. Oh, uh, I love that shit. I love it. I love it. I, I love know. it. I love scary movies. I've been. I love scary movies. Those are my favorite. I would watch them as a kid. I still, to this day, watch scary movies like this. Yeah, I don't and, watch and, them at all. And to the to the listeners out there, what I'm doing is I cover my eyes, but then I I just peek a little bit,
0: and then I will get
3: I will get my thumbs and put them in my ears while I'm watching. So you only it. have to listen to half of it because I hate I hate like the 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 shock. Like, you know what's coming? Like, you yeah. know the shock is coming, but it just scares me. Like, it's like when somebody's, like, outside of the door, and they're like, <laughs> yeah, I forget." they're like,
0: hello, hello, <laughs> who's there?
3: And then they look in the peephole, and then it's like, <laughs> like, it's yeah, that I don't sound. Need it. I'm like, no, I
2: can't. Don't need it. Mm-mm. Dude, I remember when I was a little kid, that was a big thing. Mm-hmm. It was like, "What are? Th- what's the scariest movie you ever Freddy saw? Freddy Krueger,
3: Nightmare on Elm Street. That was mine.
2: Uh, I never saw any of those. Honestly, I would just listen to kids tell... Tell mm-hmm. me what happened in the movie. Mm-hmm. And I was such a good listener that after I heard what happened from three or four <laughs> different kids, I could s- lie. Uh-huh. And, so and you the next saw day, it. yeah, I'm like, I saw it last night and my favorite part was this. And they were like, Yeah, me too. And I was yeah. like, dodged Ooh. that bullet.
3: Did you have clubs in when you were a kid? What do you mean? Like clubs, like neighborhood clubs? Mm-hmm. I had a club. What was your club? I don't remember, but it was bullshit. It was, it
0: was, <laughs> it was this.
3: Um, the neighborhood kids. It was Carl. Carl. <laughs> That's such a great name. Carl with a K. And um, it was Carl and um, and this is in s- South Texas or San
2: Antonio. This is San Antonio in our neighborhood. And did you like how oh, I said San Antonio? Where I tried to actually
3: San Antonio. <laughs> no one says I San Antonio. I
2: heard people say that in a country song once. <laughs> no, uh,
3: <it's>, I know. <laughs> no one's like, oh, San Antonio. But um, <laughs> I remember like we went over. There was this Asian kid. I forget his name. Maybe it was Brian. Maybe. And mm-hmm. We went up into his attic and it was like, all right, if you want to be in our club, you got to you gotta eat Chinese cotton candy. I was like, all right, I got this. And oh, so no. they gave me Chinese cotton candy, which was um, insulation. Uh, yeah, I could see that. <laughs> <kind of. laughs> so I'm just like eating fiberglass. Oh. And then there was another one where I had <laughs> to I had to take my pants off and my <laughs> underwear. And I had to put my dick up against this like sheet of glass that was found, like like I guess like someone was building or right. renovating or something, and then I had, I had to like put it, smush it up against the glass, and then I had to walk out and like show everybody. But what they had done while I was doing that was they got poor little black Courtney from across the street who was just like the sweetest little thing and she had these pigtails oh, and she no. wore little dresses. <laughs> and so like, come on out, Justin. And I came out with my dick smashed up against the glass and little Courtney was there and she was like, ah! and ran and everyone's was like, ah. and her dad was just like, you kids. And we were like, ah! run. And then we did a thing called knicker knocking, but it was, I think it, we called it knicker knocking, but I think it was something else. Oh. And there was this old man <laughs> who, he was the old creepy man from Poltergeist 2. Okay. Remember that guy? No, I never saw oh, you scary never movies, saw bro. That guy, he was like the cult leader. He was like he's oh, the scary So it's an old creepy dude. Old creepy church guys like Ha, Caroline. like that oh, kind of. It. He would mow his lawn every morning. Without fail, that would mow had to get out of the house.: His lawn we'd get his on the wife bus. probably broke his, his no his wife would help, his wife would be out there.: Oh no. And we would get on the bus and just be like, "What the hell is? what Why are you mowing your lawn again?":
2: Do you know what? There was the people that lived across the street from us. They were a nice, older couple. Everybody was afraid of them. Of course. But their <laughs> their lawn, their whole property was immaculate. Yeah. It was perfect. His it lawn like a, was beautiful. Yeah,
3: it looked like a putting green. Yeah, yeah but exactly. But that, that's what they lived for. It was like Edward Scissorhands golf course. Yeah. And, and so me and uh, one of my asshole teen friends were like, let's go, like, knicker knock. We'd go up and you, like, knock on the door and then you go hide. We'd call it, like, what was it? Oh, God.
2: Dine and ditch. Ding dong ditch. Ding dong ditch. We called it, ditch. We'd call yeah. it ding dong ditch.
3: So we're hiding...
2: Why is that okay that
3: why is that telling
2: the the most fun feeling ever is like that feeling you feel in your chest after you knock and you're running away,
0: like, Run!" Yeah, yeah,
2: that, dude. I have a. I used to do a joke where almost getting in trouble is one of the most fun things in life.
3: Oh yeah, it was so much fun. You were just like, "Oh god, oh god!" And he found us. Like he, we were in a bush, and he just, it was like, "You can't!" <laughs> and we <were> like, no! <laughs> and we ran off, and my friend took off, and I ran to my house, and he knew hey, where I, I was like three horses. That was three houses down from him. Nothing funnier. How old oh were you at the God. time? Oh man, I was probably like, like eight or uh, no, 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 no. Yeah, like eight, nine, or ten. I would say. Oh,
2: so great. So the first thing I'm going to run to my house. So yeah. like the, the easiest. Yeah, way he'll to
3: never busted. find me. <laughs> oh man, I had some crazy, fun, crazy kid stories. My how many favorite? kids were in your neighborhood? Oh, we had. I mean, there was.
2: Sounds like an awesome fun Why little kid few, neighborhood. Yeah, I mean, like you the, had woods in the back. We had you woods had
3: woods in the back. I mean, we were all, I mean, there was a whole bunch of us and the and the elementary school was like right down the street. Oh man, that's awesome. And so and then the middle school was like like a little further down and the middle school I had so much fun in middle school. It was so awesome. It was so much fun, but I remember this one trip. Uh this was like I was, this was like, I was probably in like second or third grade mm-hmm. where it was like, I had these like, like we lived next to our pastor. Oh, that's like a lot of pressure. It was weird. a lot. And they had a daughter and the daughter saw me peeing on the side of my house because <laughs> I'm a savage.
2: Dude, little boys have to mark their turf. Yeah.
3: I was like, I'm going to wrap my name on the bricks, you know, <laughs> and like totally did that. And like her brother saw me and he was like, what are you doing? I was like, eh. and then, but her, her parents invited me on a retreat to their land everybody had land oh that's so hysterical it's like, oh, come to the land come to our land i'm like oh perfect you know so we get to this cabin and this was one of those like this is when like i, s- I stopped believing in god <laughs> not <laughs> sorry, really but, I I but, not, saying. but, but it but like kind of like, like hmm, twisted my doesn't... faith a yeah, little yeah, yeah. bit
2: like a, a, a an awakening moment yeah or... i was like
3: hmm this is weird okay. so we're at this beautiful place there's like a creek and you know a cabin and
2: so that that's what land means. Lands, People that live got, in yeah. suburban cities would then go to someplace more rural.
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. They'd go like camping. They'd have okay. like they'd have like a camping ground. They would, you know, have land. <laughs> right. And so I remember she was allergic to everything. Uh-huh. She couldn't sleep on the ground because of dust she couldn't like play because of grass She couldn't you grew up next door to Rod and Todd Flanders. You had pretty much like yeah. this it She could like not Simpsons. do it. like she could eat certain things and I was like And I think it was one of those things where like no We just want to like keep her like flowers in the attic style like on a leash like we don't want her to like so, so experience nice. fun yeah. and so we go to the creek one day and So we're like picking up rocks and skipping them and having fun and the mom, the pastor's wife, was like, "Okay, now Justin, be careful. You don't want to like hit her in the head with a rock." Oh the no! The minute she says that, oh, no. I skip a rock and it just boom right in her head, <laughs> oh, right god. in her head. Oh! Like, it, like my on god! On the drop of a dime, just don't be. Just be careful. Boom! And and she just falls to the ground and starts crying. Was there blood? Stitches? Was I don't it bad? think bed? there was blood. Okay. I don't remember. You would have remembered. I don't think there was blood. But I do remember this, when the mom turns over, (laughs) looks at me, and she goes, you stupid fucking kid! (laughs) And I'm like,
0: "Ah!"
3: And I just start running, and the dad comes, like he's, like the dad passes me, and I'm just like, oh God, oh God, oh God, oh God, oh God, and I'm freaking out, so then I, I, I blacked out, like I don't remember anything. Oh God. I just remember... I don't remember the car at home i remember getting out of the car because we were neighbors we lived right next to each other oh, so and uncomfortable. my mom was like how is everything and the mom was like we had a wonderful time with justin he was so wonderful and i was like i know get your away secret like i told like she didn't say anything because i think she, she was, was like, embarrassed
2: for trying dropping well, the f-bomb ab-
3: absolutely and so it never oh, got brought up ever again i was like Oh, God. Oh, God. Like, it was so, that was, that was scary for me. I think that's what I fell in love with fear. Like Dude, that
2: getting, reminds getting me of scared. a Christmas story when Ralphie beat up the bully, Scott Farkas, mm-hmm. and he didn't get in trouble for it. And right. He was like, hey, everything's going to be okay. Right. And I got away with one.
3: Yeah. But that was, that was like, the, the religious lady said, fuck. It was so weird. God, mm. that's weird.
2: Yeah, Texas. I love Texas, but I think there is something weird where sometimes people think that if you're religious or you believe in God, that you have to be perfect. Oh yeah, and I'm like, oh no, that's not me at all. My God's yeah. like really cool. Like my version of God is like, no matter how many times I mess up, He's still gonna love me. Yeah, it's that like was a, a way was, cooler way to envision huge, God.
3: And it was like a, it was a click. It was yeah. very clickish. Like we did. I remember my yeah. Team. Instead of
2: being inviting, it's exclusive, right?
3: Right. I mean, like you you would have like cotillions and i think it was just like a rite of passage like even in our like mid and it was a sign of like status too so like the popular kids we'd all go to cotillion we'd go which was like was this like a rich kid neighborhood kind of yes but i i wasn't rich i just like fit in with the rich kids okay like, my high school i ruled the school i was like regina george and mean girls like i, never I, I, mean, I you know what's so great due <laughs> so to every one of your I references i don't So get. it was like <laughs> i was the drama kid i was in theater i was in all the plays i uh have you ever written a screenplay about this that no. sounds awesome no but it was, yeah, I, I went from private school. I was in private school from my freshman to sophomore year, and okay. then my parents couldn't pay the tuition anymore because my mom was like, if he goes to public school, he'll die. right he'll get shot, and my baby can't get shot. Right. So all four of us went to private school like assholes so it was just ridiculous, That'd you be know, so expensive. And now all those kids, all the kids who I went to private school with are all like, fuck ups, right? well, no, I mean, it was just one of those things. I remember a girl got expelled for smoking a cigarette and like, you OK, know.
2: that's one thing I did want to follow up on. And maybe we'll just touch on it. Yeah. Now. That little girl that grew up next to her that you cranked in the head with a rock yeah. <laughs> as her mom. Like yeah. to me, to me, that's divine intervention. Yeah. Like To me, that would be proof that yeah. God's real. Yeah. Where she's like, don't make sure you don't hit her in that and then as she's saying that yeah. she's providing the soundtrack for, for her words and <laughs> the soundtrack for the, the, the impact <laughs> <laughs> exactly and then she drops an f-bomb yeah like i would a high five jesus right there uh-huh. would be like this is the best yeah. thanks god
3: and that's one of those things too it's like i see a lot of i see a lot of my friends now who i grew up with who are very you know not liberal-minded but like open you know because I never i mean i got I never got like teased, I mean I got teased, but I never got like physically beat up. Dear I always God. used my humor, yeah to like you know I was always like I was the high school mascot i was the Dude, this is a movie you I was were were the, the cool homecoming kid, man. King. I was <laughs> most you truerous. did everything all
2: you were Ferris Bueller
3: I yeah, I really I, I high school was the best like I transferred from private school to public school and your mom's thinking this is gonna be the worst it's the worst ever thing but my you. junior to senior year, like I was like I had the teachers like I was the host of the talent show my senior year like I mean I had my house that we lived in Dude, we how had, happy was your mom because she had to be like, oh she was like the stage mom that's like awesome. my mom was just like my mom was like i'm a cool mom like we had <laughs> two acres of land and i like my senior year i got like i don't know how this happened but we had a, a guest house in the back of our uh, house mm-hmm. and um it was like two acres away so it's like there's the main wow. house then the house my senior year i would have cast parties at my house so I would call up all the parents, pretend I was my mom, <laughs> and I'd be like, hi, this is Debbie, um, I'm, just, <laughs> I'm just calling, um, we're, Justin's having some friends over tonight, and um, and everyone's like, Justin, oh yeah, thank you so much for inviting, you know, and we would just get fucked <laughs> up, That's we would put vodka, awesome. I mean, I was an asshole, we had this big kid and like he would get in the pool and i'd put vaseline over a watermelon and throw it in my pool and be like get it out of the pool (laughs) like like i would climb up on the roof i mean like new year's eve i was pouring champagne down like on the cheerleaders and they're like yeah i mean like people were just smoking and like just throwing the cigarettes out on the on the like not even in an ashtray just on the by the pool i mean just smoking
2: pot that was the pool all the way down there by that guest Guest yeah, house, the pool was right away. outside of the guest house, yeah. Oh, dude, so it was party central. It was
3: party central. I remember, like, people were just hooked. It was a two-bedroom guest house, so it was, like, my room. So people were like, fuck it in my room. And then I was, like, you know, I hooked up with the homecoming queen, like, in the other room while the, you know, student council president and her date, who's now married. They're married and have a kid now. were in the other
0: room. They were high school sweethearts uh-huh. and they got oh, married. Oh, yeah, we dude, were just gross. That's awesome.
3: And then it was so funny because they... It was like my senior year, they, um, they, what was it they did? You couldn't buy, you couldn't, they would give you a ticket for smoking. If you were underage, they would ticket you for smoking. The city police? If you were under 18, yeah. Oh my God. So there was like some people who were like, oh, we can't smoke. But I mean, it was all, it was the best. It was like Zima's and like <laughs> Bartles and James. And, oh God. And the and Boone's stuff Farm. Under-
2: Dude, Ugh. when I think about the stuff I drank underage, it's oh, the most yes. disgusting, so gross, disgusting, disgusting.
3: I oh, rem- uh, we would do like, and then I have the friend, my friend Marjorie, who I love to death. She was tremendous like, name, Marjorie. Yes, she was the best, and she still is. And she, her house was the party one too, but it was like out in the, like like mine was in suburbia, yeah. Hers was in like
2: halfway to somebody's land,
3: like yeah, pretty <laughs> much. Like she lived like. Her house, she had the cool mom so they would be like Mar- We're having a party at." when Margin's. you say cool mom
2: Do you mean like sweet and compassionate or do you mean like, like alcohol guys
3: are gonna drink? I'd rather you do it here. In yeah, the okay house. like, like I'm gonna be the adult Yeah, yeah. and she had a barn and I remember we would all just get fucked up in her barn And just I remember Dude, we I, there was a just, girl <laughs> here from
2: Indiana that once said there was these things called barn parties That were the most fun fucking things. Oh, ever. it
3: was so much fun. We'd have kegs I remember we were like, oh, yeah, we're getting a keg the scariest like my one of my favorite high school moments of partying was it was the boys the boys water um polo team Mm -hmm. (laughs) and um they had this party out in the woods. Like it was like oh, we're seniors now. We're yeah, all going out, we're gonna like make a bonfire and like coolest. all of our cars and we had our oh, kegs dude. in the back of the truck. This and
2: conversation's making me feel more alive. Keep going. Good, 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 it's so it's good. Making,
3: I'm like, this is exactly, I hated this week and now I'm like, yay. <laughs> I hated it so much. I had this like uh this dark hole of despair and now I'm just like, Hooray, I'm back. <laughs> yes. Um But um so it's like we're all outside, like my Mormon girlfriend at the time um gosh it was annoying uh uh we're all out there so it's like the dance team the cheerleaders the jocks uh some of the theater kids um because we were all really close there was never like a click we were all like our senior year was it was it was 1998 Mm -hmm. it was like that can't hardly wait did you ever see can't hardly wait yeah so it was like that it was like can't hardly wait it was like that era like jennifer love hewitt yeah like I know what you did last summer. It was like that was the group. We were all so just fun. Misfits and fun. The cops show up. No. And the cops show up. And you don't stick around for that kind of shit. No. Nope. Because they would give you a. Uh, Get in trouble. What was it? It was a D. Not a DUI It was a, a D.W.I. Drinking while. Influ- it was something. But it was bad. It was bad. Yeah, like your I parents got, would be like, Ugh. Yeah, I had to go to we classes. We scurried like ants. It's
0: like Run. one
3: in the morning. We're in, we're in fucking Hunger Games arena, <laughs> and we, and everyone just scatters, and all of a sudden, and there's helicopters and shit, and we were all for kids at hiding. a tag party. They oh, send yes. out helicopters. Oh, yeah. We were hiding in the bushes. I remember at one point it was like dusk was approaching or dawn was approaching, and like it was like that like that really like blue hue like before the sun comes. It's magical, and we're all just fucking freezing. And I remember like. We just kept running. I ran through like barbed wire, like I tripped and like we we were all just cut up and muddy and just gross. Like everyone's you know, we'd meet up with friends, we we're like where is everybody? <laughs> oh god, they got you know, they'd be like they'd got a lease. They took a lease, we're like, they took a lease. It sounds bro. like god. you're describing she's, a zombie yeah, movie. They got a lease. They took her I'm like she's she's the She's the, valed- she's the valedictorian. She doesn't do anything. <laughs> <laughs> they just took her. They took her. You know? And then, like, <laughs> and then all of a sudden, like, I got to go. I'm sorry. I got, like, dad, everyone's like, you know, my pager's going off. I got to go. And so we're like, you know, and then we're like sitting, like, because we're just getting lost in the woods. We just keep yeah. getting lost and deeper and deeper. Yeah. I remember at one point, we're just sitting there and we're just like, and we're just drunk, like we had to just carry one dude. We just like left him. We're like, we can't do anymore. We'll tell your story, you know. <laughs> and at one point, I'm like on this rock, and I'm just like, ca-caw, ca-caw. and you hear someone like, ca-caw. I'm
0: like, oh my god, I hear you.
3: And so finally, we made it to this main road, and this is where it gets like Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Oh no! So we're walking down this main road. It's like five of us, and, and what's
2: about five in the morning at this point
3: easily okay. like still dark sun coming up we're walking on this like road this car pulls up with its lights
0: and we're like what the fuck
3: and it's like rolls the windows down you kids need a ride and we're like um, Nope. yes we do oh, no, though dude. but we do don't take it so he's like yeah uh where are you guys coming from and we're like uh coming from a party he's like oh well, where are your parents? Oh, like, no. Well, they're not at the party, clearly, because <laughs> we're like 17, 18 years old. And uh, he's like, well, I'll give you guys a ride if you How want. How many people were in the car? What's this person look like? He was a white guy, like real, very like, um, God, what's the guy's name? Like Old Navy khaki pants, button-down shirt, lives with mom. Norman Bates. Oh, Norman Bates-ish. No. Yeah. He's like, well. I got some stuff. I need to just put in the trunk of my car real quick. And he like, he opens the trunk of his car and he just has guns all in the back of his car. And we're like, um, he's like, get in guys. You don't want to miss an opportunity like this. And we're like, ah, and he dropped us off at my girlfriend's place at the time. And, Her Mormon parents are like still asleep, Uh and I'm like a boy in the house, and I end up like showering. I like wash the blood and the mud, (laughs) and the disgrace and the shame. (laughs) The shame is going down the the drain. Party at the same time, and I have to like sleep in her closet. Ironic, I know. (laughs) (laughs) It all all came back now, but like had to hide in her closet till her parents left for work the next day, and it was like. It was one of those stories. And then like the next day at school, we were all just like, wait a second.
2: You guys did this on a school night?
3: Yeah. I want to say, wait, I want to say it was, it was like a half day or something like that. Oh my God. You guys were fucking ballers. Yeah, we were. insane. I remember there
2: was like, we had to work. What time of year was it? Was it towards the end of your senior year? Oh
3: yeah. It was like spring. Yeah. That was glorious. Yeah. Like what that whole. It was right before prom. I remember that. And it is prom season now. So
2: yeah, that sense of connection that you had towards your classmates. Like Mm -hmm. I was just talking to somebody about this last week that my high school experience was not nearly as cool and as delightful (laughs) as yours, but it was still awesome. Yeah. And I do remember one of the coolest things for me about high school was when everybody in my senior class realized this was the last time we were ever gonna really be together. Uh And some of these kids you knew for your whole life. And there was this bond where mm-hmm. it was like "We are this is us and and this is it, and mm-hmm. cool kids were hanging out with dorks, and I remember there was a girl from the band that hooked up with like the yeah. outlaw kid mm-hmm. and everybody it didn't matter who you were, whatever we all shared our commonness instead mm-hmm. of our instead of excluding each other based on differences, everybody celebrated what we had in common. And it was, I'm getting goosebumps thinking about it because I and I'm th- getting like
3: misty in the eyes because I'm just like, I miss those guys. Right? I didn't get to go to my 10 year reunion
2: because what the coolest thing about it was for me as a 17 year old kid, I thought that's what all adults did. Mm-hmm. I thought like, oh, this whole thing where we marginalize people and judge people and separate ourselves. I go, oh, that's just things stupid kids do. Yeah, I go, when you become an adult, everybody's just cool and everybody hangs out. And we- yeah. And then when I got to college, I was like, this is going to be the best. And I was like, wait, this shit's starting all over again. Yeah. There's cool kids and there's jocks and there's nerds and there's goth kids. And I'm like. Oh man, I like thought we learned our lesson. Over, yeah, yeah, and it was even more segmented yeah. and more clicky. And I was like, ah, oh, this yeah. sucks.
3: Everyone's like, who you?
2: Uh. Yeah, because that I used to love that movie. Court was in. Uh, Can't Buy Me Love. Oh, absolutely. Then at the end of the movie, when everybody like all the nerds and the
3: cool kids party together, mm-hmm. I'm like,
2: that's the best thing in life. Yeah, it
3: was like Breakfast Club, and like it was just one of those like, you know, I miss Tom Clark High. That was my get. Yeah, that's the, dude, that That sounds Tom so Clark fake. High. You have to write about this. Tom Clark, Clom Coogs called them cougs we were cougars that and you were in mascot. the you were in the mascot i was the mascot oh my we were, god that's my, so fucking funny it was, it was a guy and a girl and our names were uh it was marjorie me and marjorie were the mascots that's <laughs> that's <laughs> and and our names were neiman and marcus <laughs> <laughs> yeah and then our, our colors were black and silver that our, was my high school color was it really yeah I we were the panthers it. i loved our yeah colors. we had la raiders colors yeah we had, yeah, we like, had yeah. black silver and white and then our our class song was um, that green day i hope you have the time every time i hear that it gets me
2: cuz that song is one of those songs that just puts me into that time. I
3: know. It really it really was. Because it
2: captures that not only does that cap that, that, that song captures that feeling for anybody. Yeah. Whether you graduated high school in fifty six uh-huh. or two thousand and six, but that was really so that was your song? song. That was our song. Yeah. And wow. I know a lot of
3: a lot of people were like, oh, five years, four years. I was like, no, my, that was the year because I remember we voted on it. It was right when we were like doing high school superlatives. I went most humorous. Obviously. <laughs> obviously it's working out for me. Um and um they were like what what's our song going to be and we were voting on the song like titanic had come out at that december so everyone was like my heart will go on i was like i swear to god if it's my heart will go on i can't i can't i can't i can't and then they said it's a uh, cuz the song was called good riddance by was that green, green day. day i didn't yeah.
2: even know the real name of that song i just called it. you know that get, those graduation songs
3: yeah and then it was but everyone called it i hope you have the time or time of time of your life or time of my life and i was like oh my god our graduating song is the song from Dirty Dancing. <laughs> like, I was so, so gay and didn't know. I was like, oh, my God. Oh, isn't that amazing, girlfriend, Mormon girl? You know. She's like, no, it's the Green Day song. I was like,
0: oh, well, that's, that's a good, good one, too. <laughs> oh, <too."
3: laughs> uh, but, yeah, we had such a good, such a good time. It was really, really fun. Went to, like, now it's like, now I, like, see all my friends from high school on, you know, Facebook and stuff, and they're like, have like kids in these like massive houses that they pay you know yeah they a hundred two hundred thousand dollars for you know they just have like it together you know and yeah everyone's like when are you coming in into see I went I went and performed once back home what was that like I had like it was really fun I did like an hour I did like an hour and a half because a lot of them came out and supported me and like it was just crazy just seeing them because it, it was almost like. Like no time had passed. Yes, it was very strange. But it's yeah, the cool, one of the coolest things yeah. in life. Yeah, it's, it's so, so. We cool. all just met up. We had some beers. Some of them got fat. Some of them like look old. Some of them look exactly the same. Yeah. Um, you know, it was like kind of weird. Like someone, I remember one of them. Um, what was her name? Uh, Lisa. Lisa Frederick. She was a. She was one of the rich girls. But she was. She was I've never girl. met an
2: ugly girl named Lisa. Really? Yeah
3: that's true Lisa turtle was hot <laughs> but like but like meeting like or she was like i'm so sorry i had to leave early you were fantastic but you know i had to get back we had the babysitter so i was just like yeah. blah, no it's amazing yeah it's crazy that like 10 years
2: boom people their lives are completely different
3: yeah i know it's so cool though if you go from like watching cartoons in the afternoon and you know Getting home and eating snacks to like being an adult—it's so crazy. It is,
2: but then again, I really don't feel like an adult that much.
3: No, I don't either. I mean, no, obviously, right? my bank account doesn't either. Kay. Oh, dude, you're gonna make it. I, you're too well, funny. Thank you. I have people watching me. Good. That's what they say. <laughs> Ghosts, I don't Gus. Know. Ghosts and Gus. And
2: do you remember your first time here at the comedy store? That story about Mitzi discovering you—that's like one of those hollywood stories dude yeah it is weird
3: oh do i remember my first time here yeah well do you remember that night when oh yeah i'm actually gonna post that the video is out there oh that's awesome a friend the, of mine a video of the set mitzi saw yes my friend recorded it on her flip phone she was sitting like right over there it was wow. like the state yeah stage right those are theater terms um <laughs> stage yeah and um I remember the energy of that. It was packed because it was like Michael Jackson just died. And it was he died June twenty fifth, two thousand nine. And I was doing little rooms, not I wasn't doing open mics, but I was doing um not bringer shows, but it was like like, Oh, I'm doing you know, come to M bar, I've got like a spot for yeah, you. Sort of promoted to, shows. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. I'd never done an open mic. And um Kathy Lewis. Kathy, Kathy Lewis saw me at M bar and was like, I wanna put you on my show on Fridays. And I was like, Okay, cool. And I was and I remember just being like walking down, driving down the strip and being like, God damn, I would love my name to be on that wall one day. Wow. And I was like, Robin Williams is on that wall and Jim Carrey's on that wall and like all these guys that I idolized as a kid. I mean, I I mean I idolized I would watch stand up comedy. I would watch the HBO like too. Live Nation and uh, was it Live Nation? No. No, it was like Comic Relief. Yeah, Comic Relief. And um just watch those guys and just be like, Wow. And then um uh I just remember uh I had they were like, Okay, you have to sell like ten tickets and I just remember saying something like like I have to uh <laughs> what is that? Tommy everyone. Soon. Oh, okay soon. So sure. Oh I right, guess Tommy's Tommy, I'm telling the Mitzi story, yeah, the Tommy. Best. He asked me the Mitzi story. We should get
2: Tommy to tell his from his point of view. Yeah,
4: well, the Mitzi story, I'm, I'm part of it. <laughs> right,
3: pass it. Here's Tommy. Oh, yeah, it's got so this talent coordinator
2: t- of the t- Comedy t- Store, Tommy. We all love yeah. him. Go.
4: Yeah, okay. So I'm over there in the uh, original room. Mitzi is supposed to come in the original, room, but she walks down to the main room. And I'm like, Alfred, what, who's her assistant? I go, Alfred, why is she? She says, I want to go to the main room. So I go down to the main room, and they're watching the show. And it's a show where, you know, some up-and-coming comics mixed with other people. And... Justin actually hadn't been in it that long, I don't think. at all. But yeah, yeah, but, but, yeah, you have an improv background. Yeah. And then Mitzi Shores, one of her key lines is, the look is everything, and you do have a look. Okay? <sighs> so these are things that she would key in on right yeah. away. And I didn't say, oh, you're good-looking is everything. The look is everything. She says, if you don't have a look, you're a writer. Oh. Makes wow. sense, doesn't it? And there's yeah. nothing against writers. So, anyway, so I'm over there in the cupboard with an Alfred comes over. The guy was. Tommy, Tommy, me sure want to see you. She's getting all excited about some performer on the stage. I don't know. You have to come now. So I come over there, and I go, what is it? She goes, this kid on the stage, he's great. He's Melonious. He's great. He's Melonious. Who is he? I don't know who he is. Well, you find out who he is, dummy. Come on. (laughs) You got to help me. (laughs) And I said, all right, I'll find out what. So you want want me to put him in the belly room or something? No, 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 paid regular. Mitzi, he's just in here developing. She goes, listen to me. I told you. Sometimes I have to make them paid regulars right away. This kid needs to be in that mix. You understand me? And I go, yes, I understand. Find out who Justin is. I remember talking to Justin, too, and Justin was just like, you're basically no confused. I had no idea. He was just like going like, what's going on here? Like, <laughs> uh, Mitzi Shore, who is that? Yeah, and, I had uh, no idea. And, uh, I had what's no, the yeah. significance of this that everyone around me is shaking and trembling and oh. I'm standing here going like, I don't know what this means.
3: Everyone was like, it was cool. that energy that night. I remember like, because well, my it, friends were like, oh my God. There's like, a key
4: in with Mitzi that fits with you. The thing I learned about with my time with Mitzi outside of what a prolific artist she is, and she's probably not from this planet, is that she is able to see what people can become. Mm. And what she saw at that moment, it's just like, as you're doing this now, mm-hmm. as the things we already know you got going on, mm. as the things we not going ahead of you, is she was able to see at that moment what you were going to become. And that is the significance of Mitzi Shore bringing you in here because you didn't have to waste any time out there. Yeah. You got to come right in here and be validated immediately that you're talented. Let's get you going. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's cool. And better than picking the right ones, which you're one of, and you too, Steve. Mm -hmm. Picking the right ones. That's one of her things. And another thing which which has happened with you, if you don't mind me saying, is that I've said this to you before. She says, it's very important to be ready. Yeah. Because a lot of times people will just do it a short time, so I'm ready, and they uh, get a big audition and not ready for it. Mm -hmm. See, now that you're out there, after the years you've been in here, spent a little Mm -hmm. time in the belly room, this and that, and the other thing, you're ready. Mm -hmm. And you're double ready. So yeah. Thanks.
3: Okay. Yeah. Thanks, Tommy. Dude, how awesome was that? Yeah, it was pretty good. That dude, was that is timing <laughs> perfect. Perfect. I timing. just remember because it was so funny because I sat down because I had six minutes, and that video's out there and I'm going to post it like on Instagram or Twitter like on the because it'll be my five year anniversary this year. Oh my gosh. Which is no time at all. But no. Like, uh, but dude, like, you've got done so much in five years. It's, it's frightening. It's crazy. And I remember sitting down with my friends, and then. Uh, one of the hosts came over and they're like, come with us immediately. And I was like, what? And they're like, come with us. Get the fuck out of your seat. And I was like, Ugh, sorry, guys, I'll be right back. <laughs> and, <laughs> and I remember going to the dungeon, like at the top. I remember, like, I don't even remember going upstairs. It seemed like I was going downstairs, but I was going upstairs to the OR, like the, the booth. And Tommy was behind there and he was just like, what happened just changed your life. and I was just like what is this Wizard of Oz like talking to me about he was just like I've always said that about this place I had no idea like I was like I don't know what that means he said you're a paid regular and I was like uh, I wouldn't what who's Mincy Short what I don't know like and then I remember getting out into the the patio area yeah he was like Whitney was there and Crystalia was there Bobby was there Brett was there um I remember Bobby coming up to me like, who the fuck are you? And I was like, oh my God, I loved you on Mad TV." (laughs) Like I had no idea what it meant. And then it was like, okay, you have your first spots like Friday, the Friday nine o'clock spot. And I was like, oh, I have to like, like do this. Like he was totally right. Cause I was like, oh, I have to like, like this is a thing now. Oh, I'm a comic. Oh, okay, cool, I I guess, yeah. And I remember going up there at 9 o'clock and I had no idea. Like, yeah. I was just like, I don't know how to introduce people. Yeah. I didn't know I like, saw that who step, Argus was. No, you didn't. Yeah, I did. It was terrible, wasn't it? No. I don't even remember what I did. But I no. just remember being like, okay, I got like 15 They are like, you have 15 minutes. And I was like, 15 minutes. How am I going to fill 15 minutes? Yeah. Like, you know do crowd work what's crowd work and it was just <laughs> why are you like, throwing these terms at me yeah and i remember there for a while i got you know i got thrown up into the belly room a couple times just because i was like because i didn't know like i honestly got thrown to the wolves yeah like it was like i didn't have that like you know you get these up-and-comers who are just like oh man why why am i not past at the store yeah right. i'm Years. like i'm like i like i I was just like, okay, go. Like, it wasn't even, I was like, I was trying. Like, that's the thing that was scary. It was just like, okay, you're one of us now. And a lot of people didn't like me for a long time. <laughs> I'm not gonna,
2: there was a comedian where I thought, when I heard this story, that's uh-huh. why I think I saw your first, I just thought it was awesome. Uh-huh. And there was another comedian that heard me talking and they attacked me because uh-huh. they thought I was shitting, they thought I was being sarcastic. Mm-hmm. I'm like, what, did, what are you talking about? I just said it's awesome and I think it's great. They were like, are you, being serious? I'm like,
3: yeah. What's not awesome about this story? It's yeah. fucking great. Yeah. I mean, it's a cool, it's a, it's a very, I'm very fortunate and lucky to have that happen to me because that is one of those moments that I was like, okay, this is the reason I moved out here. And this is the reason why I started doing this in the first place. Yeah. Because I, my whole life, people were like, oh my God, you're so funny. Yeah. You should do stand-up, you should do stand-up. And I was like, no, I'm not going to do it. And it got yeah. to that point where I was like, I know that I, I started, oct- my first set was October 20th, I want to say October tw- 26th, 27th of 2008 and then in June wow. of 2009 I was a paid regular at the Comedy Store. Yeah, it's unheard of. It's crazy. So That's crazy. Amazing. But I mean, it's my family now. You know? Yeah.
2: You know what? I just This conversation just made me feel really good because good. It, it made me realize that all those good times you were talking about we kind of have those here Absolutely. at this place. Absolutely, there is this really cool connection that we all have here. Yeah,
3: it's very. It's it's one of the. And as much as there's like that that negativity and the, and the the ego and yep. the. Uh, so-and-so's doing this and I'm not and I'm guilty of that as well I mean I think we all are we're all just like and that that doesn't matter who you are yeah it's like
2: if you sell insurance and you're like didn't close that
3: deal god damn it why didn't I book that why didn't I go out for that you know we all have to learn the same lessons you know everyone's going out and at the end of the day we're all coming back here and we all get to catch up and we all get to it's one of those things where it's like you know People who do listen to the podcast and the people that we do mention, like with, like with the Death Squad guys too, they've been they're really, really generous with me. And like, you get those guys who do come that night to the comedy store. And it's the like, coolest. They're like, "Oh, you're Ari. Oh, there's Tony. Oh my God, there's, it's so cool. There's Justin
2: Martindale and There's the you know. power of these podcasts yeah.
3: is so cool because yeah.
2: it, it. Getting back to that whole concept of connection, we're connecting. Dude, there are people all over the world that listen to this thing. Yeah, and what's it's so weird? It's so. And you know what's the coolest thing to me is that regardless of all the differences people have, whether they grow up in Australia or Finland
3: or Idaho. Do you or have Finnish
2: listeners? Yeah. Hey Finland. <laughs> yeah, it's amazing. Let's go right? to
3: Finland. Let's go to. I've I've never been like anywhere of those places. Um, Finland, Did Denmark. They all have. The, it's the universal language of laughter. That's amazing. And the thing is,
2: like the references change, mm-hmm. but the feelings don't. Everybody knows what it's like to be nine. Everybody yeah. Everybody knows what it's like to be in high school and be like, oh, God, I wish I could get into that party. Oh, my God, I'm in that party. Yeah. Oh, my God, this we're alive. Yeah. And, like, when you were telling that story, that's I, I, I got goosebumps thinking about it because I was like, I remember that. Yeah. I remember that feeling of being, like, 16, 17 years old, and you're just completely touching the moment, and it's the coolest yeah. thing ever. Yeah,
3: that night was, was that night when I, when I had that feeling of I got into the party. Yeah. Like, like I I didn't know, I mean... And I'm still, like, learning. I'm still in that party where it's just kind of like, I'm, you know, I'm getting these younger kids looking, like, coming up to me now and being like, yeah. you know, give me some advice and what you're should like, I what? do? And I'm like, I'm still, I'm still trying. You know, I'm getting, you know, followers on Twitter who are like, you're so underrated. And I'm like, <laughs> oh, thanks. <laughs> oh, God. But it's one of those things where it's like, this place has formed me into the comic that I want to be and the voice that I want to be for those people out there who I know who are struggling with their identity and who they're you yeah. know, and their and their kids who are growing up who aren't as lucky as I was, yeah. who who um are getting bullied and getting teased and you yeah. know, and it's like it's one of those things where it's like I want them to know that I'm I'm that big brother i the awesome. oldest in my family. You know, I'm the big brother. I'll be your big brother, too. Oh, that's so I just, awesome. I just feel like that's... God, that's such a great way to live life, so dude. much... Well, I mean, it's one of those things. It's like I'm not going to, like, mope around town and be like, oh, boo-hoo, you know. I wish I had more money. And <laughs>
2: right. I wish Do you know I, what's really you know? funny?
3: Whenever I get, like, upset
2: or depressed, I go, wait a second. Am yeah. I'm pissed that I'm not rich and famous. Yeah. Is that really... That's the... I don't have problems, man. I just have blessings, but... I mean, I my own like, ego gets in the way, yeah, and I can find a reason to be miserable no matter what, yeah. And I think that's one—that's what maturity is: is that when you realize you have the decision to either be miserable or you have a decision to be happy. And I know that sounds fucking trite. Mm-hmm. I know that sounds—it's an oversimplification, but it's the truth. Mm-hmm. And there's always something positive to focus on. And that's if a, you're
3: a good person, you will have people who will help you out. Oh, dude, it's a better like life. Back. Yeah, I mean, it's a better I've, life. I've, you know, I feel like. <clears throat> the past five years I've had some ups and I've had some downs. I've had some great experiences. I've had some terrible, horrible experiences, but it's like, you know, the hard work pays off and the hard work you get attention and, and, and people, the more they hear your name, the more they see you, the more people are talking about you. People Mm -hmm. will take notice. And I think that's, what's cool. And I think it's like the, this generation of, of comedians are not only hilarious but just good people like yeah there's some good people and you have your haters who are like oh yeah. this guy's just you know so full of himself I'm like no 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 no." but the ones that are going to be successful are the ones that are for just the long good run good people yep and that's if you look at the comics of like yesteryear like yeah. those are good people
2: yeah and that, that's the only people i want to be in business with that's the only people yeah I be friends with it's yeah. like
3: you know people that get it When people come up to me and they're like, dude, you're one of the nicest guys here at the comedy store. I'm just like, that means a lot because there's a lot of shitty people in this town. Yeah. It means everything to me. Yeah. Yeah. It really does. If people go, eh, you you could be funnier. I'm
2: like, all right. (laughs) But they're like, oh, you're such a good dude. That makes me feel good. Yeah. It really does. Dude, this was awesome. I know they're getting ready to start the show. Thanks for having me, dude. All right. We got to get you on again. Absolutely. This was the best. Thank you so much. Thank you, Steve. Where can
3: people find you? You can find me on Facebook, Justin Martindale, and on Instagram at Justin Martindale. uh, On Twitter at Just Martindale. No, N, at Just Martindale. Uh, And you can catch my web series, Not Looking, on Funny or Die. Um, Awesome. Yeah, and uh, help our Indiegogo project. Oh, you can also catch me on E on the Worst Thing I Ever series. So, yeah. Thank you, buddy. Thank you guys for listening. See you, dudes.
0: Time's
2: gone. Dude, how great was that episode? Um, I thought one of the cool... Because that was the first episode I recorded in the comedy store. And um that's a special place for me. It's been my home pretty much since moving to L.A. And honestly, I have a love-hate relationship with the place. Sometimes I love it. Sometimes I'm like, I never want to go back to that crap hole again. <laughs> but the coolest thing was, Lee... Like, Justin's the last comedian that Mitzi Shore, the legendary... Google her. If you're a fan of comedy... You should know who she is, if you are a fan of comedy and you don't know who she is, just google mitzi Shore because um, I could do a whole podcast just on her because i was I spent a year as Mitzi's assistant, so and that was definitely uh I could write a movie about that um you probably should it, so she,
1: she was the last he was the last one that she passed yeah,
2: and it was almost miraculous how it happened because it shouldn't have happened. And then as we were sort of discussing that story, Tommy, the talent coordinator from the comedy store, walks by and he just rolls up and he's like, wow, I'll tell you what happened. And he tells it from his perspective because he lived it.
4: Oh, and it was wow. just
2: such perfect timing to hear his firsthand account. There are two accounts of something very significant in the history of the comedy store. And I dare I say comedy because the store is that special of a place, man, if it it was the place that launched Richard Pryor, and then every major star since. It's the comedy store is a legit spot.
1: Oh yeah, definitely.
2: So and yeah, Justin was the last comic Mitzi uh, Mitzi discovered. She passed a couple other comedians on like um, recordings she saw, and she was like, "Okay, that guy can work." That, but Justin was the last comedian Mitzi saw and went, "He's he's good to go."
1: That's awesome. Really and you can see him, he's at the comedy store a lot, right? And you are too. And-
2: yeah, and then he I made sure he did all of his he did he gave out his website, his Twitter. It's in the podcast, because I know I wasn't gonna remember it for this closing <laughs> part.
1: I'm sure it's like oh. at Justin Mart- Martindale or something.
2: I think it's just Martin.
1: I'll search for what you talk.
2: Yeah. Oh, my website's awesome steve.com Oh, dude, I have to say this. Um last week my podcast with my buddy Jason. It was just really fun for me to do, you know, because I hadn't seen the dude in 20 years. But the responses you guys uh, sent my way, that really means the world to me. Um, Number one, I'm flattered um, of how well this podcast has been rated by you guys um, and how many people have subscribed. It's literally flattering. But what makes me feel even like, there's not even a word for it, is like when I'll get a really personal email from somebody about what they're going through um, or something I said that they could relate to and it might have been something I wasn't even conscious of saying and I was just like man this really sucked this week or this da 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 and that's the coolest thing like I'm I'm really starting to um, appreciate how powerful of a medium this podcasting stuff is and it's so cool that you guys are out there listening and we all get to hang out that's always been my thing I love hanging out Um, I've been through the dark times and I really appreciate life now because of my friends. And, uh, I really do view, I like the way I look at it is it's this podcast, just a way for me to make more friends (laughs) and a way for people to, to get to know my friends. And I think Justin is one of those comedic talents that everybody should get to know. And the cool thing is like, he's a gay dude from Texas. I'm not supposed to have a lot in common with him. I grew up in Philly, you know? so much in common so many laughs i didn't get half of his references it was so great he was like <laughs> do you remember that part in mean Girls?" So i'm like dude i never saw that movie <laughs> so great he's just the coolest dude i wish him nothing but the best and so what's
1: your email if people want to email you
2: oh just go to awesomesteve.com. Oh, okay. all that stuff's on there my twitter my facebook and my email address is on awesome and
1: his twitter is just martindale so it's j-u-s-t martindale
2: awesome well, Lee, thank you so much for uh, letting me be the first podcast in the new studios.
1: Thank you, and if anyone out there is in Austin, I'm going to be with Joey Diaz at uh, Cap City. When uh, Thursday through Sunday, so
2: of this upcoming week,
1: right? Oh, Thursday through ducky. Saturday. Sorry, Thursday through Saturday,
2: dude. Austin might it's one of the coolest place. Have you ever been there? No, this
1: dude. is my. I've only been with him on the road once, and it was to San Jose. No, no, yes, San Jose,
2: dude. I haven't been to Austin in years. But it I can't it might be the coolest place ever, really. I'm excited.
1: Have you ever been to Texas? N- no, well, I've driven back and forth to California, and there's that one part of the top. I think it's Houston. no what's in like the very tip top of Texas?
2: That might be Houston,
1: or maybe it's Amarillo. There's a very like it takes like an hour and a half to get across so, so that's what I've been through dude
2: Texas takes like. I drove across. It took me as long to drive across Texas as it was the rest of the country.
1: Oh no, no! Right at the right tippy top, as you come into California, there's like a little, little mini. Square. Oh, I think that's Amarillo. Yeah, it's Amarillo. That's where I've been.
2: Yeah, because that's where the hardcore legendary funk is from. That's where the Double Cross Ranch is in Amarillo, Texas.
1: That's what I. That's what I. Where I stopped.
2: Oh, it's the best. Oh, I have to let you guys know. I, I'm. So I think I don't know if I'm the co-host, but I'm going to be on it a bunch. My buddy rowdy roddy piper who was a guest on this podcast i get to hang out with him on his podcast which has been the coolest thing ever uh what else do i want to tell you guys you're gonna have fun in austin lake
1: i hope so enjoy your summer because a lot of college people are starting their summers now
2: oh yeah no more pencils no more books no more teachers dirty looks
1: take advantage of what you haven't because i know especially for me as a kid summer was awesome but towards the end of it, it got kind of boring. Mm-hmm. You're like ready for school to start. Yeah. You guys, we don't get that when you're an adult, really. You don't, when you're going on real jobs, they don't give you three months off during no. the summer. So enjoy it while you can.
2: And I, you know what? To everybody out there, whether you're a 10th grader that's going to go on summer vacation or you're some dude stuck in traffic, enjoy whatever you have while you can. I know that sounds crazy, but sometimes you just like I, I was in traffic the other day and I hate traffic. It's one of the, my biggest pet peeves, for lack of a better word, about Los Angeles. And, uh, and then I was just like, wait, I can just make the choice to enjoy this. And like I can't be at the place where I need to be, but I'm rocking out the tunes. This is good. Who cares? Just stay in the moment stay in the moment and be grateful.
1: That's better than what I did the other day. What did you do? I yelled at construction workers because they closed the four hundred five at night. Mm-hmm. They just closed it at night. They closed the oh, whole thing. every night. Yeah, and I, it was earlier. Like it's usually like really late. It was like eleven o'clock, and they made the entire four hundred five get off. Oh no! So I was I did, yelled at the non-existent construction workers. Right, but
2: it's the easiest I, thing in the world to do because
1: yeah. they're never they're not, they're not doing work. I never see anybody. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> so true
2: yeah. yeah hey look i'm not gonna i'm not i'm not john lennon i'm not that, that enlightened but if you want to be pissed go ahead be pissed but i'm just saying there's always a reason to be happy too
1: oh my god so yeah so and so again you're gonna be where are you gonna be in case they f- they uh get i'm gonna
2: be on Ir- uh irvine with darren carter on the 14th right. i'm gonna be in Bray on the 21st i'm gonna be back in Bray the week after with darren carter the 21st i'm gonna headline nice I'm going to be in helium with Renna Zizi. There's an ounce 50-50 chance. I'm going to be at the La Jolla Comedy Store with Owen Smith in like two weeks. Nice. I'll be, I'll be able to promote that for sure next week because that's still up in the air. And then uh, Friday, June 13th at the Melrose Improv. And be sure to check out all my tour dates on awesomesteve.com because I do not have an agent. So a lot of my work is last minute. But it all gets linked through Laugh Stub on my website.
0: Awesome.
2: Well, guys, enjoy your week. Who loves you, baby? Take care, God bless, and let's rock out the Van Halen.